Hi there, it's Amy Ehlers here, and I've got a special treat for you. For the next couple of months while I'm off leading retreats in places like Belize and beautiful wine country in California, I've decided to feature some of the most celebrated and most listened to episodes of my podcast, not only of The Amy Ehlers Show, but also of The Mama Truth Show. So you're in for a treat. Please enjoy these best of episodes for the next couple of months while I'm off leading retreats and doing women's leadership work and doing keynotes. And as always, please make sure to tune in to my masterclass, Secrets the Good Old Boys Club Won't Share With You, Five Revolutionary Shifts Women Leaders Must Make Now by going to amyaylersshow.com forward slash masterclass. That's amyaylersshow.com forward slash masterclass. And make sure that you're on my email list too, okay? Because then you'll be up to date with all the newest and latest and greatest news from me. You can check that out at wakeupcallcoach.com. And now on to today's featured episode. All right, so have you ever been betrayed by your own body? Or have you ever been entangled in a toxic relationship? You are going to love today's episode of The Amy Ehlers Show with my very special guest, Elizabeth D'Alto. On today's show, we're going to talk about self-betrayal and self-trust. And we're going to discover how to get on the same team as your body and learn the difference between inner authority and outer authority. Elizabeth D'Alto is known for her raw, honest, and grounded approach to personal and professional development. She's been a teacher, a leader, a speaker, a coach, and a trainer to groups and individuals for over 15 years in three different industries. She's also the host of the popular Truth Telling with Elizabeth D'Alto podcast. Oh yeah, and I'm going to be a guest on an upcoming episode. And her work focuses on providing companies, communities, and individuals with the education we don't get in school around trust, courageous communication, boundaries, and emotional intelligence. And make sure to check out Elizabeth's free self-trust assessment at amyaylorshow.com forward slash trust. You are in for a treat. And without further ado, on to today's show. So Elizabeth, thank you so much, darling, for being here with us. I'm so excited to have you here on the Amy Ehlers Show to talk about self-trust and what the hell that is and self-doubt and why we are doing this to ourselves, especially as women. But to get us started, I'd love to hear a little bit more about self-trust and you and why you feel such a calling to get the word out about how important it is. Yeah. Thank you. I'm really, mm-hmm. really excited to be here. This is me yeah. good with you, with you in particular. Oh, so, um, I've been doing this work with women for a number of years now. Back in 2013, I created a sensual movement practice called Wild Soul Movement, mm-hmm. where the point is to help women get out of their heads and into their body and also just like completely heal and transform their relationship to their body. You know, mm-hmm. we live in a culture where women's bodies are marginalized, sexualized, objectified, all the things, right? Yeah. And so we learn to relate to our own bodies in that way. And we don't always know, not every woman knows or is taught that your body is like a life-giving, miracle-making machine. It's mysterious. It's where your wisdom lives. Mm. It's where your truth lives. It's like very, your deepest connection to yourself happens in and through your body. And so it's such a beautiful thing, no matter how it looks. 
right. in comparison to societal standards or norms or whatever, preferences. It's a miracle. And like, there's so much beauty and power in every single woman's body, you know? Mm whether you were born woman or whether you became woman, whatever. Yes. So amazing in there. And so the core of all my wild soul movement work was everything you've ever needed has always been inside of you. And listen, that goes for men or women, all people. Yeah. Um, but and one of the topics in my wild soul movement program is trust. And so I noticed I've been running this program now for, it'll be four years now, five awesome. years now, four and a half. So um, people get snagged on trust. People get snagged on trust. It's the second module in the program and mm. they get there. That's where a lot of people bail. Interesting. Hard, hard to go deep on trust. People surface level, sure. But right. all the way in deep, unwavering self-trust. Basically, I, I say that faith is trust on steroids. <laughs> so people, people really can't get to faith because they can't even get all the way up into an embodying trust. And so that was a big motivation for me. But as well, I really practice this. I'm working on my own trust mm. all the time in myself, in life, in God, in the universe, you know, however, whatever context people want to put that in. And last year, 2017, was for sure the most challenging year of my life ever. I had two massive things go on. Mm. Um, at the last quarter of 2016, I ended a three-year relationship. Mm. And through the course of like unpacking from that, I'd also been in several relationships kind of back to back. I also got to unpack from the other relationships. But the biggest thing that surfaced was the partner I had been with. It was an intense relationship and I'm a very growth oriented person. And where my spiritual bypass was in thinking like, this should be intense. We're growing together. We're doing the work. Right. But I was really just not tuned in to a couple things. My own codependency, mm. the emotional abuse that was going on in that relationship narcissistic behavior. I didn't have context for that as well as gaslighting. And so as wow. I did the healing, like it was intense and deep healing and anyone who's ever been with a narcissist or a narcissistic person or experienced like emotional abuse, just so much criticism and so much like, or living with someone who's not necessarily stable all the time and constantly in emotional upheaval, which listen, I'm not making that wrong. People have trauma, they have wounds, they have their own stuff, but yeah. it's intense. It's constant fight or flight. It's hijacking your nervous system all the time. And um, I had a lot, a lot, a lot of healing on myself to do last year. Wow. And then on top of that, nothing went according to plan in my business. So <laughs> in like these two wow. massive ways, I was inundated with challenges all year long. And mm. the only way, the only reason I was able to get through, keep it moving, not just like tank my business and everything is because of self-trust of this like literal unwavering faith that I not only had in myself, but in that all the shit that was happening was serving me and not there to like bury me and take me out. Wow. So there's so many things. Okay. I have so many questions. Great. <laughs> so, okay. I want to go back to what you talked about with wild soul movement and the way that that second module was around trust. Mm -hmm. I know that there's women that are listening that have that experience where they feel betrayed by their body. Yeah. Right. So will you talk about that for a moment around that feeling of like our bodies have betrayed us, whether you're a woman that's tried to get pregnant and can't or had a miscarriage, or you're a woman who feels like her body does not 
in any way, shape or form look the way that she wants it to look or whatever it is. Or maybe you're sick right now and having health crisis. Like women all the time, we feel so betrayed by our bodies. So how do we go from self feeling betrayed by our bodies to trusting our bodies and trusting ourselves? I, I love this question and I love the context you put it in. And so first of all, for anyone listening, I'm, I'm going to say this with a lot of love, but I'm also going to be really direct. What makes you think that your body is here to serve you? Oh, baby. <laughs> Why, where's that entitlement come from? Right. Right. And that's not a criticism on anyone personally. That's yeah. our programming. That's yeah. our conditioning. Yeah. That's our frigging culture. Yeah. That the body is something to be controlled. Yeah. Manipulated. Yeah. That's the messaging. I used to work in the fitness industry. It's why I left. Cause I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm actually part of a larger problem here and I'm not criticizing fitness. It's important. If yeah. the motivation is like health and wholeness and strength, not to just like be a certain shape. So in another interview earlier this week, something I articulated that I had never quite articulated before is that when I was in fitness, I didn't love my body. I was very proud of my body. Oh, interesting right? Because I worked so hard on it. I felt like I'd earned my body. I'd earned those like right. toned arms and those abs and that ass you could bounce a quarter off of, right? <laughs> but it was just external. Mm. So mm. It wasn't actually solving anything for me, right? So to really come back to the specifics of your question, we, we need to be on a team with our body. Yeah. Your body can't betray. If you're a team, there's no betrayal. There's sometimes you're serving the body. Sometimes the body is serving you. It's a relationship. So yeah. Most people are not in a relationship with their body. They're, right. they're having commands, demands. They're trying to control, manipulate, and they're like wanting it to be a certain way without getting to know it. This is like when we meet people mm. and we want them to be someone that they're not. You know, right. like the Maya Angelou quote, when someone shows you who they are, believe them. Right. Listen, your body is going to show you who she is. You might have a certain metabolism. You might be allergic to certain foods. Some exercises might not work for you. Naturally, your joints might be more flexible or inflexible. Like maybe you have an autoimmune disease. Like you cannot try to just force your body to be and do and experience all kinds of things that perhaps she's not built for. I love this. So I just really want everyone listening here to really look at that. Is there a way that you have gotten on opposing teams mm -hmm. with your body? And that's why I, I hate that expression, the battle of the bulge. I'm like, who's, who are you in battle with? Like it's you against your body. Like this is absurd. Yeah. So it's like getting on the same team as your body. Do you have any sort of exercise or a starting point for women that feel like they're on those opposing teams to get them on the same team as their body? Yeah. So this is a wild soul movement is it's a sensual movement practice because it just feels so good. Mm. And so, um, but the, at the simplest, simplest level, it's just breathing Yeah, and enjoying the feeling of breathing. So just mm. deeply like mm. on the, on it, it, like take an inhale and breathe all the way down, like through your belly into your root, like through your legs, obviously like anatomically, you're not really breathing into your legs, but like if you send the energy there and you just send your presence and awareness, and then when you exhale, imagine like you're breathing out of the bottom of your feet. So you're just like connecting with every inch and every cell of your body, right? Mm -hmm. Like when you breathe in and out, imagine that like the breath is massaging your insides. And then the other thing is for so many people who are attuned to like the fitness or the exercise world, yeah. so many of those movements, even yoga are very linear, yeah. very linear and very masculine for lack of a better term in nature, just cause it's so structured, right? Tuck your tummy in, squeeze back, pull your shoulders, do this. Like you're getting, it's alignment focused, yeah. but you know, women 
part of the beauty of like feminine energy is that it's not linear. Right. And so nonlinear movements like circling, circling your shoulders, your mm. neck, your mm. chest and your ribs, your hips, mm. your knees, your ankles, circular movements, your wrists, not only like physically, physiologically, it, it um, moisturizes and lubricates your joints, yeah. but it just feels amazing and it's a bit more natural for women, right? Mm. Because one of the things that had inspired Wild Soul Movement is I had started going to some pole dancing classes. And coming ah. from the fitness world, I was like used to like five minute warm up and get into it. <laughs> right. In the friggin' Sheila Kelly S Factor pole dance classes, yeah. you warm up for 30 minutes. Oh yeah. <laughs> and it's so juicy. And like by the end of that 30 minutes, you're like kind of in a living orgasm. Right, exactly. Been if there. you've allowed yourself to like relax and, yes. and like get into it. And all you've done is move your body slowly and mm. sensually. Mm. So mm. like, I'm not, I'm not a person who's ever really been into like drugs or getting high. And I, I don't have any judgment for that. I have preferences, but some of the experiences that people describe in like getting high or doing psychedelics, yeah, I experienced just by like moving my body slowly and breathing, putting mm. my hands on my body. And I think this is another really important thing because mm. women's bodies are so co-opted for sex. Mm. We conflate sensuality with sexuality and we mm. don't enjoy being sensual, not in the context of being sexual. So for some people, if they have any hangups around sex or sexuality, sensuality makes them very uncomfortable and they're missing out on just like the sheer pleasure of your own existence of like living in your own skin yeah. with, you know, five or six senses, depending on if you count intuition as a sense. Mm. I love that. Okay. So uh, ladies, do the circles, mm -hmm. feel the breath, get back on the same team as your body and trust her, which yeah. leads me to my next question from your story. Because of course, you know, when I look at you as such a powerful, amazing, embodied woman, to then hear that you were in a three-year relationship where there was emotional abuse where there was narcissism, where there was codependency, like all of those things. I feel like so often we have that image that a strong, powerful woman would never be in those kind of situations. And then you said that the self-trust was the thing that you held onto, was the anchor through all of that. Yeah. Can you talk a little bit more about how, like what, in your opinion, like how do we as powerful, strong, inspiring, amazing women end up in those situations? And then how can women that are in that situation, maybe even right now, pull themselves out by coming back to self-trust? Yeah, this is amazing. And you know what? Um, I forgot. We have a morning ritual. If someone's like, what do you, I don't know how to do this sensual movement. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's nine minutes. You can go to wildsalubin.com forward slash ritual. Easy awesome. peasy. And I'll walk you through breathing and sensual movement. Love um, that. But, and yeah. I'll put that in the show notes, ladies. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So one of the hugest blessings in my life is that I have a lot of female friends who are older than me. I have some male friends too, who are older than me, which is awesome. But um, no one escapes their triggers, their wounds or whatever healing work they need to do. Mm -hmm. And it has nothing to do with like, you could be powerful. You could be really smart. One of the women who shared her story with me when I was going through my healing had two PhDs in psychology. Wow. Like, and she found, she not only found herself in an emotionally abusive relationship, it even turned physically abusive. Wow. And this is not a woman that people would be like, oh yeah, someone hit her. No way. Right. Yeah. yeah. And so it has literally nothing to do with any of your attributes. It has everything to do with 
with your programming and also like your history, your upbringing. It's because well, I grew up around a lot of emotional abuse. It was not directed towards me or my brother, but mm. it was in the house. The adults mm. had violent communication and yeah. that, that was in, you know, in their households growing up. So this was like lineage, lineage. Yeah. ancestors, right? Passing it down, passing it down. And yeah. I really believe one of the big things I'm here to do is break the lineage, not just of my own ancestry, mm. but of, of this in general in like our culture as a whole among women. So um, even in my Oracle deck, there's a card that's called Break the Lineage. And I can't even, I lost count after we released the deck, how many women told me that that was the first card they pulled. Wow. Really cool. Chills. Right? Wow. <laughs> so um, I think it's card number 16 or 17 because I know you have a deck. Yeah, I do. So, um, <laughs> that's what a lot of us are here to do. Yeah. And so it's really just an initiation and a rite of passage. If you end up in that situation, there's nothing wrong with you. You shouldn't have known better. How could you have if you didn't know it was a thing? You know, like I had never, I had heard about narcissism. I had never really like looked it up and seen like, what are the hallmarks? What are the signs? Had I done that, I would have realized much sooner. Because the minute I realized someone had, had shared their story with me and I was like, wait a minute. And I looked it up and there was like this kind of like 10 things, signs you're in a relationship with a narcissist and like eight of them were on the money. And I'm like, got it. Yeah. But I wasn't, I wasn't ready to know or process it a moment sooner or I would have. Right. And that's where the trust comes in, right? Mm. Part of the trust is I'm exactly where I need to be surrounded by everything that I need, regardless of who you are, where you're from, what are your privileges? Like if something is happening to you, there is some service to you in it. And mm. that's not a bypass because of course there are things out of our control. Yeah. There's so many things that are in our control. So if we find ourselves in any kind of position we don't want to be in, it's really, we have to look for the things that we can control. Yeah. And get the support that we need to figure out what are the steps we need to take to do the things that we can control. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And I feel like, you know, this is where I know that you have a really great assessment, self-trust assessment. And I want to let everyone know you can find that at Amy Ehlers show dot com forward slash trust. It will of course be in the show notes as well. But I think this is interesting because, um, you know, I've taken the assessment and it's like, I love what you say, be honest, tell on yourself because there is, there can be that image, that way that we want to perceive ourselves as I'm an amazing, strong woman who would never be in an emotionally abusive relationship. And then all of a sudden there we find it, find ourselves in that actual situation. And so really, when you take yourself through this self-trust assessment, it's really interesting the different layers that you point to around self-trust. Do you have a general definition of what self-trust is and what self-trust isn't? This is a good question. You would think I would. <laughs> <laughs> but I think part of it is it's going to look different for everyone. Yeah. The same way like courage and bravery look different for everyone. Like yeah. sometimes people will be like, oh my God, you're so brave. And I'm like, I'm actually not mm. in the context that they're saying, because if I'm doing something that's like I'm built for, that's easy for me to do, it's not brave. Right. But if it's something they're afraid to do, they're gonna be like, oh my God, that's so brave. Like right. when people go out on stage to sing, I'm like, that is so brave. Yeah. But if someone's like made to be a performer, that's not brave for them. That's what right. they do. <laughs> that's what they're here for. You know? So like trust is kind of similar. I've always kind of been built to not care that much what other people think. 
Mm. So, but I, I think the biggest thing that I can say to clarify and define it yeah. is self-trust brings us into a much better balance of internal and external authority. Because mm. again, yeah. we're very, very cultured to put our trust in external authority. Right. Whether it's parents, coaches, teachers, if you're religious, priests, pastors, rabbis, whomever, um, the government, law enforcement, community leaders, or just adults in general, people who are older than you in general. And it's just not always the case that right. anyone knows better for you than you do for yourself. However, totally. we do need the reflections and interactions of other people sometimes to learn our lessons. So it's really having self-trust to me is really having a healthy, cultivated internal authority that you know that no one knows better for you mm. than you know for yourself. And you have the discernment to reach out when you need to, but then always like you're the first checkpoint and you're the last checkpoint. Right. I love that. I always say you get the last vote. <laughs> 100%. Right. Because so often people will, you know, like you said, they go to that external authority. It reminded me, Elizabeth, my very first quarter of college, I graduated from high school and I was 17 years old. So like literally one of the first classes I went to in college period was this um, international relations class and a poli-sci class. And I, and I went in and the teacher got up in front of the room and then said all of these weird things. And then she was like, and how do you know that I'm your teacher? I just walked in here and I just walked up here and I started talking to you. How do you really know that I'm your teacher? I'm actually not your teacher. I'm not this professor. I said I was, but I'm not. And everyone was like, what the hell is going on? Like we're all <laughs> freshmen in college going like, what is happening? And then she was like, I'm just kidding. I am your teacher. And you guys are like, get me out of here. I know. I was like, what is happening? She's like, but don't ever not question authority again. Oh yeah. And oh, I was God. like, like, I was just like mind blown. Like I had, I had never experienced it. Like, uh, and it was a good, like, holy shit. Like what is happening right now? Because we, you know, especially in high school, like you're so conditioned to just believe the authority, believe that's what they say, believe the person in the white coat that says they're a doctor, believe this person, believe that. And it's like to all of a sudden have that wake up call at 17 years old, my very first college class. It's amazing. Really, it was really powerful. I have a friend. I was living down in Encinitas, California for a while. And there's yeah. this beautiful um, self-realization fellowship meditation gardens. And I have a friend who like just dressed up in like a robe and kind of looked like a priest mm. and was walking around the grounds like he was a swami. Uh. And people were like bowing to him, wow. whatever. And... So and he just let them, it was like a funny thing he was doing. And I'm like, this is ridiculous. This is like, no one asked. And I was like, who are you? Like, whatever. People right. were just, oh, Swami. Wow. It's so interesting. So for all of you listening, where are those places? Who are those people? What are those institutions that you're just giving your power away to? Blindly, right? right? Maybe it's, maybe it's correct. Right. But blindly is the problem. Yeah. And how are you not weighing in on your own, mm -hmm. like allowing yourself to really cultivate that relationship with yourself where you trust yourself the most, where you trust yeah. that inner authority, as you yeah. called it, Elizabeth, the most. And that's the thing. You need to just trust yourself more than you trust anything else. Yeah. 
Because if that trust is unwavering, you actually never again have to worry about trusting other people or other things. So it'll always ping off of your own self-trust. Right. You'll know. Yeah. Even now, of course, whenever anyone puts any kind of work into the world, it always, you really have to even more refine your own attunement to it. Yeah. So um, I've been going even deeper into my own self-trust, my own navigating my intuition and, and realizing the subtle hesitations that I haven't been paying attention to mm. or the subtle intuitions that I've just been like, ah, whatever. I think sometimes we're also really attached to what these things will look like. We're expecting to be like hit by a two by four right. when sometimes it's just like this soft whisper. Yeah. And so paying attention, right? Zooming out and, and really learning to speak your body's own unique language of sense and intuition mm. so that you could be reading the signs and the indicators, however it is they land for you. And that's another mm. thing. I can't give you the steps like, oh, it'll look like this, 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 and this, because that's going to be different. Like everyone has their own language and their own fluency. Yeah. Well, and I love this too, because this is why I love talking about the body and how things feel in our bodies, because so often people forget to ask how their body's feeling. Yeah. And I actually was working with your card deck this morning, as I oh, cool. often do. And I, by the way, my daughters love your card deck. Yes. My, yeah, my fifth grade, my daughter, Annabella, who's in fifth grade, was going through some girl drama. And I actually, she was in so much hysterics about some friendship stuff that was happening. And, you know, I held space for her and what have you. And then at the end of our conversation, she pulled a card. And I can't remember off the top oh, of my head my God, what the card was, but so it was happy. so perfect. And she was like, oh my gosh, like it was just the most perfect thing ever. And it just like brought everything to a close and she was able to like carry on with dinner and bedtime and everything. But it was so happy. So powerful because your deck, there's such simplicity in it and so much power in it. Yeah. Yeah. And this morning I was working with one of the cards that was about basically listening to your own inner wisdom and about how often, especially we as women, we say the words, I don't know. Yeah. Right. And it's like, I I can't tell you how many clients I have where I'll be like, well, what do you want? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It's like, we've been taught constantly, especially, I really believe, especially as women to constantly be, look to other people to say, how, what, how am I supposed to feel? What am I supposed to know? What am I supposed to do? Can you talk a little bit about that? I don't know syndrome that so many women have. Yeah. Yeah. So if in order to survive, you need to be subservient or someone else in the household needs to be right, or you need to follow the rules, you will not properly develop the internal authority. Right. Mm. And so I don't know, might feel true because no one has taught you that. Of course, you know, you always know. And no one's taught you the way in to access the knowing. Mm. That's what my work is all about. It's Mm. access. You don't like when when I say everything you've ever needed has always been inside of you. I say it that way. People switch it around. People quote me all the time. Everything you need is already inside of you. And I'm like, no, I say everything you've ever needed has always been inside of you to reemphasize that it's never not been that way. Right. You didn't need to earn it. You didn't need to learn it like you, were, you came in this way. Mm. And it's, about, it's mm. about access because your access just gets blocked by living in 
our funky culture, you know, with all right. the agenies, misogyny, patriarchy, kiriarchy, all the archies and the agies, like, <laughs> right. There's a lot that we're working through. It's a miracle. Any of us are doing anything functional <laughs> or productive. Congratulations on making it to another day of your life. I know, right? This shit is no joke. <laughs> so true. For some people, much more than others. Yes, it's so true. Oh my goodness. Wow. The hell? Yeah. Oh my goodness. Well, will you share with everyone a little bit about this self-trust assessment? Yeah. Yeah. Tell us about it. And um, again, so- amyailersshow.com forward slash trust. You can find it right there. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. And it's free. So the first yeah, it's totally free. You can take it for free. And then there's some things that you can upgrade to if you want more information. Yeah. Everything's really inexpensive because this is, I just want this in as many people's hands as possible because people need it so much. We launched at the time you and I are talking, we launched it like three weeks ago. Yeah. And people like it's really giving people these insights and these breakthroughs that they're just seeing things in a way they hadn't seen it before. So what happens is you take the trust assessment and it's actually assessing you in four life areas, which are the main four. Mm-hmm. Anything else you can think of go under these four, which is health, wealth, relationships, and self-mastery. Mm-hmm. And you know, each of those has their own subcategory. So health yeah. is physical, mental, emotional, energetic. Right. Wealth is your career, your finances, your money mindset, and your giving, your relationships, or your personal, your professional, your family, and your romantic, and your self-mastery is your self-awareness, self-knowledge, self-love, and your alignment. And alignment means like being aware of and in alignment and living your values. (sighs) So it really is everything that makes up a whole human. Yep. And the reason I break it apart like that is because often people will go, well, I don't know how to trust, but it's really just that they have a hard time trusting people in relationships. Right. And sometimes it's not even all relationships. They're actually really confident at work. They're like badass at work, which I'm sure probably your people can, probably some head nods are happening right, right now. Yeah. But romantic relationships, right. maybe have some bad experiences. Right. Or with their family, it's just like that crap is all messed up. And so they're not super trusting there. And so people don't realize that it's all categorical. We're inclined, like you, you teach this, the self-bully. We're yeah. inclined to make ourselves more wrong and more bad and more inept than we actually are. And we all have things you need to work on, right? So what this shows you is if your overall trust is low, medium, or high, and then the advanced report, which is super inexpensive, it's 19 bucks. Yep. Shows you what area, health, wealth, relationships, or self-mastery, your trust is in the lowest. Mm. If you know where it's the lowest, you can hone in there. And the reason I did it this way is because I've been in self-help and spirituality and personal development industry for many, many years as like a student and many, many years as like a teacher and someone who creates programs and retreats and experiences and does coaching and stuff. And what I notice is people get in the hamster wheel of consumption. Right. So here's everyone thinking they're wrong or bad or something's wrong or they need to be fixed. And they're like reaching for that next hit, the next blog post, the next podcast, the next book, the next seminar, whatever. And they'll get some results, but they don't sustain it. Right. It's, they're not implementing and integrating. So this whole thing is designed to show people where they need to go in, exactly what they need to work on, and provide steps to integrate and implement so they can actually make progress. And then they have a tool. They can come back and retake it to assess their progress. Because these things are so intangible often. How do people know if they're making any progress? You can right. Awesome. I love it. I so love it. made something that's kind of intangible, quite measurable. I love that. I'm such a measurement 
freak because it's so important for our brains to yeah. understand that we're making progress. A hundred percent. You know, it's like success begets success begets success. And so often we don't take time to celebrate the steps that we're taking. So I love that you did this this way. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. And, and again, it's really cool for people instead of being like, oh my God, FML, what's wrong with my life? It's like, right. it's not your whole life. Right. It's this one area. Totally. Yeah. And unlike a lot of things, like there's things like strengths finders, whatever, there's, there's, of course, there's context in which it doesn't make sense to focus on your weaknesses. It makes sense to focus on and amplify your strengths. Right. But when it comes to trust, it makes a thousand percent sense to go in where your trust is the lowest because elevating that is going to elevate everything else. Beautiful. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's best of episode. Make sure to check out the latest happenings at wakeupcallcoach.com. That's wakeupcallcoach.com. Keep embracing the messiness and the magic of life. Bye-bye.